Welcome to the UCM. We're your tour guides, Zan Peters and Joe Semino. And we're going to be taking you through our humble little museum's collection. The exhibits may or may not be real, but the stories sure are. Enjoy your visit today at the Uncanny County Museum. So, Joe, you know how you're my best friend? Yes. Yeah. And I'm not going to make you say that I'm your best friend because I know mm-hmm. we have your other friend, Allison, here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Well, I have my two best friends, essentially. It's a real crossover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And we're not competitive about it at all. No, no, no. Um, no, definitely not. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... But one thing I have learned is, you know, we have some different interests. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I went with my Allison uh, to a seafood festival, which has a <laughs> bunch of things that I know you don't like. This is true. Fish this being the main, <laughs> the main one there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, oh, my God. So we go to the seafood festival in Beacon, New York, you know, hmm. um, right on the hudson river which i guess does connect to the atlantic ocean so they're getting the fish somehow right and where the it is so many other things you would hate one it's a little too crowded there are long (sighs) lines there is not much shade and there is basically nothing to drink there's like three lemonade stands in this entire festival (sighs) and the the lines are longer than for the food it is so hot it is uh, dusty. Yeah, no, you would no, and that is and everything course, I hate. That is literally and every, everything. Everything smells like fish. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I would be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. No. So you you would hate it. Um. So I was I was there enjoying it with Allison's. Uh. But but here's the thing: we were there for hours. We could only get like things from three different vendors hmm. because the lines were so long. God. We wanted to wait in line, and it, I I just have to talk about this because I. It's it felt fake. This one thing we were standing in this line for this lemonade stand for ten dollar lemonade. Oh, my God. Ten. No way. We ten dollars. Mo- yes, we moved maybe ten feet in standing in that line for 45 minutes. And we're still we probably if we hadn't decided to get smoothies instead, we could have easily been in that uh, line another hour. Oh, my God. Um. But to make things even crazier, what finally persuaded us to leave the line was um, two separate people at the same point in the line, which you have to assume at that point in the line, they've been waiting in line for X amount of minutes or probably hours. Uh, At this one point in the line, people kept getting heat stroke and like collapsing. And, like, security was rushing over. And they don't even rush you to the front of the line. We were just watching people in front of us, like a conveyor belt. Like, you get to this one part, and that's where, like, God's magnifying glass is zapping you like the ant you are. Once you get to that point in the line, you just get heat stroke. This Uh, is like a squid game thing, you know? Yeah, and we, we were, like, five feet away from the spot. 
where you get it. Right. So at that point, we decided to leave the line and we just sort of cut our losses. Oh my god, that is yeah, that's intense for a fish mm-hmm. for a, a seafood festival. And I feel like for a seafood festival, you'd want shade and like water, right? Yeah, that's, but oh uh, but but what if what if there was the opposite of that? What if at the seafood festival you were in the sun? And <laughs> also, like the music choice was um. They had this band that was like mm. the 80s hair metal experience. Oh. Which okay. was also very weird because I feel like you'd want yacht rock. Right, yeah, exactly. That that's the mood. I don't metal doesn't or hair metal does not seem like the vibe for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Im- imagine like losing consciousness, falling <laughs> down uh on the ground at a seafood <laughs> festival, and when you come to, all you hear is all right now baby it's all right now you know? oh my god i mean fitting but <laughs> you th- also just you, think like, you, you had woke you had woken up in heaven <laughs> uh yeah i guess oh my gosh do you think do you think that the the beam of light coming down was from the beacon that's actually in beacon new york that they named it after and that's what was released? oh yeah well yeah mm. i mean everyone knows upstate new york has a lot of cults but this uh, is true <laughs> That that's the beacon that summoned the all those flying saucers they saw in the nineties. Right, exactly, exactly. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh my yes. gosh. Yeah. Uh do you Allison, do you have any uh have you ever been to upstate New York or uh Hudson Valley? Can't say I have, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the seafood festival, the lines are a little long. So Maybe avoid that. There, yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd you know, that. I have heard that. Yeah. Oh wow, you could have warned them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. nobody told us. You know, one of the things they gave us because also this thing wasn't free to get into, and then you still had to pay for the food. Oh my god! Oh, it's so what expensive. <laughs> you had to pay to get into it. You had to pay to get. You had to pay to be trapped in a field with people that are just dropping like flies. Oh my god. This is, sounds yeah. about scammed, right honestly man. yeah dang you need to combine this with like a ren fair or something honestly like. yeah mm-hmm. God. well uh yeah i i but at least we got a little bit of seafood out of it yeah okay <laughs> well i mean that is that's good at least yeah do you have any seafood updates the closest thing i have is that i was watching the recent the um the recent Game of Thrones prequel, The House of the Dragon, and there was mention of I, guess, I apparently this is a book and I didn't know, but the there's mention of this one like antagonist for the season called the Crab Feeder, and I, yes, I don't know much about it, but they feed people to the crabs. It's quite crazy. So oh. uh, yeah, you know, there, it's, it's an interesting a, pirate there's a name. Seal called the Crab Eater Seal. Well, okay, here's the thing. I mm-hmm. went to sleep last night, and in my intrusive thoughts, one of them was trying to remember this person's name. Because I was like, I don't know why. I was like, oh, it was such a weird name. What was it? Was it the Crab Eater? And I'm like, well, that seems weird for a Game of Thrones villain. Like, they're just getting lazy if it's the Crab Eater. What does he do, eat crabs? Wow, shocking. And then I had to look it up, and it was the Crab Feeder, because it was haunting my Mm. thoughts, because I genuinely couldn't remember. It just sounds like the South Park Crab People bit. (laughs) It does, a little bit. Crab People, Crab Pretty haunt, Pretty freaky. Yeah, that's about it, though, in, in the seafood updates. Besides me, like trying an oyster that one time with you guys yeah so. no allison and i were very proud of you thank me you. and my my girlfriend allison this is right. going to be this very is going to get confusing, confusing. Yes. i was also very proud of you thank you <laughs> mm-hmm. thank you very much 
<laughs> yes, yes. We heard we heard the clapping. Uh, you know, a state mm. away for, for Joe for for Joe branching out. Yeah, trying new new horizons on the you know on my palate. Glad you heard right. me. I, I am quite loud, yeah. but I wasn't sure you'd be able to hear me. Mm, yeah, it's <laughs> faint. It was very faint. So, uh, well, uh, as as our uh, fans no doubt can tell by now, we have a uh, returning guest, uh, really st- one of the stars of mm-hmm. the show, uh, <laughs> Allison Dempsey, is back. I don't even think we introduced you the first time you were on. We did not. Yeah, actually. no, I don't think so. <laughs> You were just there. You were just the disembodied voice. Yeah, just uh, showed up. Honestly, yeah, I'm okay with that. That could be my brand. Yeah. Well, now you're back in sort of an official capacity, uh, and this is our. It, it's fitting too that you're back. It is our hundredth tour of the Uncanny County <laughs> Museum, uh, whatever that may mean, and it coincides also pretty closely with us doing this doing these for two years yeah it's crazy yeah. uh and i don't i don't know what that says about us the the implications <laughs> yeah. are troubling itself it means that there is uh at least a hundred hours of us talking about god knows what. it's all on hard drives too so that's all my backups which is pretty you know wild it, because of the mm-hmm. security system, all the incriminating evidence all of it yeah in, yes. in fact yes it's for mm-hmm. it's for the future obviously but yeah, it's hundred hundredth episode. It's pretty crazy. Super excited to be here and do this. And wow, I'll be doing these many tours and many more to come. But also, um, it's interesting that we're in front of the museum's courthouse for this one. I feel like so. Yeah. yeah. So th- this week we're actually going to go into the Uncanny Valley's, uh, you know, local municipal court, mm-hmm. uh, and actually. The stand up there, uh, that is for Allison, who will yes. be uh, the judge presiding over our case today. Mm. Uh, both of us representing various musical artists that we feel in some way need an advocate sometimes for, for different reasons and very uh, justifiable reasons. But we will be making our case before the judge slash dungeon master <laughs> it's a, it's a combo rule i mean things are done a little could you, here, you could know? you imagine if the judge had like the the thing the the, the game board uh, you know thing turned up in front of them yeah well i think you have one here don't you also we have to keep some of this anonymous so they you know you have the the dm screen oh yeah 100 percent. Yeah. yeah yeah it's part of the job part of the job yeah no, that would yeah, no. <laughs> that when, would be great day. in real life. I don't though. know. <laughs> I mean, God. I don't know how familiar you guys are with court, but that's how it happens. Is you it? No, I've wow. I've only but, been summoned to jury duty once, and I got out of it because I was moving. I actually just got summoned the other week. Whoa, I got yeah. out. Of it. <laughs> I got out of it. It's okay. Heck yeah! Aw. I have. I'm, I'm like morbidly curious. I kind of want to want to do it one day. I'm like, yes, let me do my 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 citizen duty. Good luck with I'm that. To, I'm a, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm avoiding it. I'm trying my best. I would. Here. I would like to not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know. What if it, What if it's like a crazy case? What if you know you're like. <laughs> 
and and you know me like i don't i don't pay that close attention to local news so mm. maybe i'm just the 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 perfect unbiased witless uh person that ends up <laughs> on a jury <laughs> You're going to be in the documentary they make of whatever the case may be. I mean, that's, I guess, the way you got to go into it. But Well, yeah, I, I know, find man. out about everything, you know, typically uh, a while after it happens. <laughs> so by, by the time it filters to me, I right. could have been I could have been on that jury and be like, OJ who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, they they've got they've got me on on all sorts of trials, and I'm just mm. like, this is this is a trial. Wow. <laughs> okay, I just thought we were getting a free lunch. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But so there are some uh, ground rules because, of course, it's court. There it's are court, yeah. There are rules. Uh. Neither. I. I don't think any of us have any real legal experience. Nope. Not really. No. Uh. <laughs> Allison, you're related to a lawyer? My brother-in-law. It counts. It's fine. Okay. That's okay. Something. So now I guess that's what makes me qualified to be a judge. Okay. Yeah. I right. Mean. Yeah. And and maybe because of my dad, I am uh, I am qualified to uh put people to sleep. <laughs> Any context for that one? <laughs> Uh, he's an anesthesiologist. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Oh, that type yeah, of they, sleep. Okay. They, yeah, no, I'm not putting people down. Well, you gotta, you gotta be more specific, <laughs> my guy. Yeah, this is true. It's not looking good for my, you in this case already. My dad calls it passing gas. Oh, my God. Of course he, of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good of a joke to pass up. Oh, my uh, God. Mm -hmm. Okay, so some ground rules. So there are uh, 20, each of us submitted to the judge, the honorable uh, Judge Dempsey presiding, uh, 20 artists each. Uh, the judge will roll a 20-sided dice uh, and assign, and uh, basically give us a an artist to defend the time allotted to defend that artist will decrease we will do five rounds of artists that we ourselves selected and then a uh a sixth round with artists that we did not choose to defend this right. is sort of the the public defender uh mm -hmm. round uh yeah i i don't really have any um i don't even really watch that many uh legal dramas the closest was i would watch my roommates watch law and order <laughs> i mean i guess that's mainly fair. just mainly just for iced tea i will never forget uh him they, they use like a a dog to track somebody down and iced tea's like if this works i'm pinning my badge on the pooch oh my god oh <laughs> the dialogue iced tea what it's is this it's definitely going to help you in court. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the closest I have is watching Better Call Saul, and I guess The Night Of, which I forgot was another technically mm -hmm. law, maybe law adjacent show. Yeah. They were in a court for a bit. <laughs> law of that. adjacent. For me, my, my, my touchstone is my cousin Vinny. Uh, ah, true. True, true, true. Yeah. Um, I, 
I, I know earlier we were talking about Legally Blonde, which I have not seen, I think, since I was in high school. I don't know if I've seen it, actually. That's a crime. Wow. About it. Well, wow, he's already it. going to jail. I'm sentencing oh, you right no. now. Oh, no. Is it because I'm Italian, like in My Cousin Vinny? Is that why? <laughs> the I'm not greatest talking crime about of My all. Cousin Vinny. I'm talking about Elle Woods Legally Blonde. You can't call yourself a lawyer if you haven't watched that movie. I'm sorry. It's required viewing. I, okay, well, I think it's on Hulu. Maybe I'll go check it out after. Yeah, you um, just want to take a take a quick break and like, we can, yeah, let's we can just watch stop it right now. now. Let's just stop the tour now. I'll just go. We'll give it about an hour and a half. I'll come back and we'll pick it back up. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> I mean, what would you think if you were in court and you were on recess, you get your water, you're a little nervous, but you think things are going okay. You walk up. Uh, to your lawyers watching something on their phone <laughs> and it's legally blonde. <laughs> I would feel notes. so safe with them. Are you kidding oh me? My God. <laughs> Incredible. She won her case for a reason. Won her case. Yeah. Huh? You know, uh, I mean, uh, Casey Anthony won her case. <laughs> oh, stop. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get, I, I don't know what dirty tricks uh, I will have to pull from my knowledge of true crime to right. exonerate some of the people on my list. Oh, should boy. we, should we name some of the people on our list, or should it just be uh, think, a roll of the dice and we find out about these? I think let's do the roll of the dice. I feel like it's, it's, it'll be more fun that way. Okay, okay. So this first round, um, we are doing five minutes. Five you get minutes. to uh, defend your artist, and uh, we'll 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 keep it uh, open to uh, some objections and stuff. But mainly, that time will be at least for these. Uh, you you will you will have to keep a train of thought. Yes, yes. Because uh, also, this is this is a chance to uh, to you know, m make a case for these people uh, and and their artwork that uh, t to varying degrees of, of people being aware of them, that they they deserve it. They deserve their chance. Everyone deserves their day in court. You know, that's that is the, mm. the dream of the legal system, you know, like a like a real Atticus Finch. We all right. get our get our chance uh, in court. Mm. Truly. Mm hmm. So, uh, who should go first? Or uh, I, I've never been to court before. Never been to court. Yeah. Um, well, I guess does the judge roll. decide that? Sure. Why not? <laughs> I, I mean, guess. I'm, I'm just really passing the buck here. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, there's a prosecution and a defense. Mm. Y'all are both defense so we're off to a great flip start a, flip a coin right. just like they would do if it was two defenders and two attackers right. that's All how right. it worked well i don't have a coin because i'm broke but i am a nerd so i have dice excellent okay i'll do it joe go first oh, of course okay well we have to roll to see which one it's gonna be yep all right all right oh my god i feel like i'm playing dungeons and dragons and court the simulator <laughs> what is the legal system like in the the world of Dungeons and Dragons? Is it Middle Earth? Whatever you want it to be, I guess. Depends on the mm. DM. There probably is someone with a with a legal <laughs> campaign. There definitely is. Ooh, this is gonna be what a good I, one. What did I get? Joe, you'll be defending Phoebe Bridgers. Ah, 
<laughs> and Zan, oh, you will oh be defending God. Billy Joel. Oh my God. Oh my God. Fantastic. <laughs> what wow. a matchup. That's really good. Okay. All right. Time to um, pull, up. <laughs> you pull up her Wikipedia page. <laughs> no. I have her discography up right now I'm on my phone. In my notes, obviously. Um, cool. All right. Yeah, I guess let me know when my time begins and I will start my defense of Phoebe Bridgers. Miss Bridgers, if you will. Miss Phoebe? Miss Phoebe Bridgers? Miss Phoebe Waller-Bridge, I guess? You know? Yeah, yeah. They're the same. Bag. Yeah, Fleabag, same. That's right. That's what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, 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 the perfect two seasons of television. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your time begins now. Phoebe Bridgers, a true American classic of uh, the music world. I feel like we've all come into contact with Phoebe Phoebe Bridgers' music at one point or another. For me, it was uh, trending on TikTok constantly and hearing it, and then also just randomly being showed that, and also being into contact with people who shared Kyoto with me, which is a very good song, and the album Punisher is very good too. But I have to say, one of the more important parts of her music is definitely the demo section in The Stranger in the Alps album, specifically with Motion Sickness. I feel like in one of these weird cases, the demos of the song in the acoustic version is slightly better than the electric one. Although both, in this case, are very, very, very good songs. Now, in this way, Phoebe Bridgers is a master lyricist and player when it comes to guitar, especially when the baritone guitar gets brought in to play with how the song and the different songs are going to be crafted. And so I think when we have to compare it to someone like Billy Joel, who occasionally, you know, brings out the harmonica and piano man and is just, you know, has that persona to him. I feel like Phoebe goes the other, you know, a, a new route in the same lineage of singer songwriter, which there's plenty of, of course, but brings it to this like whole new level. Now, is some of it the same? Sure. Does it get a little repetitive and a little gimmicky at times, depending on the show? Maybe. I haven't been to a concert, but I've seen it on TikTok, as we all have. However. <laughs> Objection. She is a spooky, scary skeleton witch lady. Yes, and that is part of why she's so great. Who else goes on... Well, I guess there was other one person who went on stage with a skeleton costume. However, the hair John matches. Yes, but did he have white hair? Mm, or platinum I mean, hair. I, I assume when he was older. But not when he was younger. So, <laughs> in terms of matching an aesthetic, creating wonderful songs that are incredibly catchy, and arriving at an aesthetic while being very casual, I think... She definitely wins in this way. I also wanted to add that being a part of Boy Genius was really important too. And that NPR Tiny Desk version is quite incredible. So I think overall that that's really where why she becomes she she is one of these she is one of the better, you know, singer songwriters when comparing to Billy Joel. And I also think that it's you know, because what what do we got with Billy Joel? We have Piano Man, the classic hit. But if you're compare Piano Man to Motion Sickness, I feel like Motion Sickness has a lot more interesting <laughs> lyrics going on in there. You know, sing us a song about the Piano Man. What is it? What is it called to you? 
It calls to me that I'm in a bar surrounded by older people who are reminiscing about their past and their taxes and whatever else people complain about. But when I listen to Phoebe Bridgers and specifically Motion Sickness or even Kyoto, it's not what I'm conjured up at all. I suddenly have the urge to go buy a pair of Doc Martens and a skeleton costume and also go buy a baritone guitar and start playing music. And I think that's really the important thing to be leaving here with, you know. Okay, but if we're talking about uh, artists who's uh, with distinct eyebrows, can you really compare <laughs> Miss Bridgers to Mr. Joel? I think I, I mean, can. I mi- think I Mis- can, Mr. Joel has unfortunately lost his luscious curly hair as he has gotten older and has mm-hmm, had to resort mm-hmm. to having a goatee, yet he has maintained <laughs> his eyebrows. You know, mm. could, could mm. Phoebe do... S- could Phoebe really carry her career with her eyebrows? I think she could. I think she could, and she could carry it with really good music that's continuing to grow. And when, I think she's-, she's a Targaryen, and she's an evil dragon lady. Hmm. Okay, interesting. But Daenerys was one of the most popular characters, and the Targaryen house is also quite popular amongst fans. So I do, Well, I guess it depends on what fan you ask. So I feel like there is a crossover there. And platinum hair is in. But physical appearance as a side... I still think she has some of the best album art out there. It's quite interesting. It's quite fun. Can we say the same about Billy Joel? I don't know. I think I think she is overinflating the value of Doc Martin boots. <laughs> All right, that's time. That's a good way to end. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we have heard slander against <laughs> American singer-songwriter hero Billy Joel, William Joel, if you will. Mr. Joel has a long and storied career. Sure, he crashed his car three times in a two-year period. Uh, <laughs> Did not know that, um, but okay. In, okay. in, 2000, in 2004. Um, but the Piano Man has uh, an impressive catalog of songs beyond just his second 1973 <laughs> masterpiece piano man i will maintain the stranger his 1977 effort is truly fantastic mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and billy joel i think is someone whose work though it may get lumped in as just another uh, dad rock uh sort of uh just sort of a, a, a lump taxon of of dad rock Billy Joel has a very specific view of America and specifically New York. I think his stuff captures a very specific moment in the 70s of New York where a lot of people whose families had roots there were moving out to the suburbs, were moving to Long Island, and we're sort of leaving behind this city that felt like it was on the verge of collapsing and crumbling, leaving behind the culture that had been built there for decades. I think Billy Joel captures this really beautifully in his music, in all of our ideas of what success looks like, of what it means to grow up and leave uh, your neighborhood uh, with uh, its, its, its warts and all. Uh, (laughs) You know, Billy Joel is is a very special artist. Uh, and even his 1993 effort, River of Dreams, where he does a bit of a, a little bit of a departure of his sound, you get the sense that he is capable of a lot of different genres. He is a fantastic piano player, but also a harmonica player, also an electric guitar player. 
Uh, he had that freak out on that stage in <laughs> Russia when they kept flashing the lights on his audience, which makes more sense in retrospect. But if you watch it without that context, it does look like he is just having a temper tantrum and flips his uh, his piano over. Uh, but it makes mm. you realize he's 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 uh, you like know it. a he he's a he's a lively performer uh, and would never stoop so low as to use shocking scare tactics like wearing a scary skeleton uh, objection uh, he flipped a, he flipped a piano i think that's a lot more aggressive when does stevie bridgers <laughs> flipped a piano she doesn't play piano yeah. maybe she does well, she, i actually don't know but not on F- stage phoebe bridgers phoebe bridgers literally smashed a guitar on snl but that was on snl and everything's pretty much fake on snl so true yeah but also <laughs> i i will make a point she's uh and and she smashed it was it was a Dan Electro and it was a semi hollow guitar. So uh yeah. So I I think there's a case to be made for Billy Joel as a serious artist in spite of his uh questionable driving choices, uh some of his more questionable uh career moves, uh his uh insistence uh in the eighties on being seen more as a guitar player, uh even though he made it really clear in the seventies he wanted to be seen as a piano man. Um I think speaks to the multitudes within uh Mr. Joel. Ob- objecting to this because I do believe mm-hmm. someone that shifts their image constantly and makes very chaotic choices. Sure, he could have been under a lot of pressure, and sure, the music industry at the time was insane, and I'm sure drugs were involved, as they still are. However, <laughs> what was Uptown Girl even about? Uptown Girl. <laughs> I forget the rest of the lyrics, but you know how it goes. I mean, Everybody's hearing it in their head right now. What was that? And and did Billy Joel start the fire? That's really the question. I don't know. But do you uh, know who doesn't have a song called that? Phoebe Bridgers. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. She doesn't. And that's the point. Because because she did not have the gumption that it takes to write a song with only a chorus and a list of unrelated 20th century happenings. But that's about what is the what is the what is the the craftsmanship there? What is going on? It's 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 almost like a pre-Hamilton type talking, right? Where it's just rambling on stage and not even in a fun Jimmy Buffett way, more in an aggressive tone. Phoebe Bridgers has not had the chance in her career to run out of ideas to just list things. <laughs> you know? And that's time. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, that's funny to end on. <laughs> Okay, this is okay. Uh, so, what is the verdict? Um, you know, after hearing both cases, it was really back and forth for a little while. There, I, mm-hmm. it could have gone either way. But Joe, I'm sorry. Damn. You insulted the lyricism of Billy Joel's Piano Man. I gotta give it to Zan. Yes. Oh. Oh, suck it, Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dang. It's okay, I'm shaking it off. I got the next one. Don't worry. Sorry. Sorry, Phoebe Bridgers. You could have had it, bud. Could have had it. I could have had it. I went I went yeah, for I went too close. Yeah, I got to it. It is a good song. It hurt a little bit to say that. Yeah. It is a little Ballad overplayed, of Bill- though. Ballad of Billy the Kid. I was going to bring that one up, too. Mm. 
Mm, you could have, but could've. you missed your chance. Uh, well, okay. Who is next? All right. Next, <gasps> next case on the docket. <laughs> oh wow we talked about this too this is great this is perfect oh, <laughs> Ooh, joe you will be yeah. defending arcade fire god i knew yes. it i knew you were gonna say that oh <laughs> uh and zan you'll be defending mm-hmm. prince Ooh, okay <laughs> I've gotta, I just got to say it up front. Joe's is going to be a tough one. This mm. is going to be tough. You know, I had I had this on my list. I mean, list you, and, you, uh... you can, you can I, I'll just say as an aside, you could bring up like Prince's like weird Jehovah's Witness ties to, to even the playing field a little bit. I don't know much about Prince. That's my problem. So we're going to make this. He, he had, he had, a, he had some interesting ideas about women. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll try to lean into it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the Church of Jehovah's Witnesses believe only uh, 144,000 uh, anointed souls will get into heaven, and certainly one of those would be Prince. Uh, I think he is the the best of the Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, Prince's fusion of funk, rock, soul, R&B. I don't think there's uh, another artist you can entirely compare him to. Even when people tried to compare him to Michael Jackson, I don't think you can uh, equate their sheer musical talent. I have my own personal opinions about Michael Jackson's music, uh, which, again, Prince uh, gets lumped in with. But if you look at the the scope, the rigor that he approached all of his recording with, all of his weird personal quirks aside, I know he was very difficult to work with. When he was uh, first signed, his first album uh, where he is playing all the instruments on it did not even do very well. But he buckled down his second album, also only featuring himself as a songwriter, uh, instrumentalist, and producer. That to have something like that to learn from your mistakes like that and get a second chance to blow everyone away with essentially almost a new genre of music, I think is really incredible. Uh, his ability to have songs that both talked about social issues, that talked about the potential end of the world, but also incredibly sensual uh, love songs. Uh, there's no one uh, that captured the weird and interestingness, the idiosyncrasies of that character. Uh, and I think a, a great advocate uh, for the the people of Minnesota. Um, I, uh, I, I, Prince is legitimately one of my uh, favorite artists. And really, I think one of, and I think still underrated as a guitar player. Uh, there's not a lot of people in pop that can play guitar, uh, th- that could play guitar as well as Prince could. And for him to not even be really primarily known as a guitar player, I think all of that has to factor into your your consideration of Prince as, as a truly uh, amazing artist 
uh, his weird uh, opinions about uh, women and uh, gay people aside, just as as a Jehovah's Witness. I think he was in a bubble towards the end of his life. Uh, he did, you know, experience some, you know, true sadness with the loss of his child. Uh, I think that can be forgiven in exchange for a string of really amazing albums and really classic uh, songs that are an essential part of the American song. That's time. Dang, right on schedule. I didn't even want to interrupt. That was a good speech. Thank you, thank you. I, I'm, I'm here as, as a prince, uh, as a prince advocate. Prince Ab, okay, you know, fair enough. But he does have a lot of controversial, some, some controversial opinions. But I will give him the lynch. The use of the instrument was very, very innovative and very good. And that's about all the positive things you'll get out of me uh, <laughs> for this. Let me know when my time has started, and I will try to make my case. All right, if you're ready, your time begins now. So as we all know of the shocking news that has dropped with Wynn Butler of Arcade Fire being accused of uh, sexual misconduct by four people, maybe more now, um, mm -hmm. I want to make it very clear that we are not going to be talking about him. That when I, I think when it's going to be a tough conversation, this might have to be a tough pitch, but I think when we look at Arcade Fire's music, there's more going on with the large band and members there than just the lead singer, who honestly, it's not even really the best part there. It's, it is hard. There are a lot of members. There's of a lot Fire. of members. There is a lot of members of Arcade Fire. <laughs> All who bring better things, including a string section, very elegant drumming, synthesizer parts, as well as backup guitar. So really, he could just be abandoned in this case. All this stands, even regardless of the lyricism. Now, all of that aside, I think it's wow. Very... Joe is really making the argument not all members of Arcade Fire. It's, but it, I don't. It's, I'm going to trap myself here. I'm going to trap myself. But I still think that the 2004 album Funeral is hard to just pass up as one of the best albums ever, honestly, of all time. It's definitely in that running, for sure. It captures a story so elegantly, and is, is a, it's a great play from start to finish, based in the way that it is conducted, the way it flows, and how, again, the use of multiple instruments come into play in and out. But at the same time, Arcade Fire has done one of these things that a lot of bands have failed at doing, which is navigating genres and experimentation while taking, not necessarily always taking criticism and just going forward with what they think is going to sound good and avoiding a lot of sometimes, and sometimes embracing, cliches of pop music. And I'm talking specifically about Everything Now, a 2017 album that maybe wasn't necessarily the best hit, but ended up growing on a lot of people, myself included, with Creature Comfort being a very good song based in how loud, fast, and also upbeat it is compared to something like, you know, Haiti or Crown of Love in Funeral. It's a very different, it's, it's a different type of genre choice. However, when we look at all of their albums, including the previous one, Reflector, you see the common thread that's there. With lyricism that sometimes makes sense and sometimes does not, as well as instrumentals that really carry the feeling of mundaneness, the burdens of suburbia and trying to escape it, as well as then a nostalgia of sorts that, pe that pours in through the familiarity of these sounds. I think it's clear that they have something going for them and a music that is definitely going to be going down in history for sure. So I do think that the band holds its own in this way. I'll pause uh -huh. on my 10 seconds. I'll let so, you sit with wow. that. So, so Joe, so Joe, but, but who did start the arcade fire? 
It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. It's a great question. Well, yeah, Joe, it was a valiant effort. I, I'm so sorry to say, Zan wins. It's Prince. Wow, we're letting homophobia win. <laughs> Let's get win. crazy. Let's get nuts. Dang. Win. If you're going to use wins. that argument, I just let a I sex do. offender lose. So, I mean, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, you do have to start. We start off the bat. I mean, I guess you know what? That's fair. <laughs> it's true. It's you know, sh- you know, he may have been Prince, but he was a short king. Damn. <laughs> nice. Fuck. <laughs> Side note, that's why I was like, I'm not gonna dig at Prince. I feel like that I just can't. I can't. It's like I'm just gonna you know, three minutes. You can't you, do you it. You you could have taken some cheap shots at Prince. I did, but then but look who I'm defending. It looks bad. That's, yeah. I would have lost. Was, I was like, no, I'll just That was take an unfortunate out. matchup, I will yeah. say. Felt a little mm. bad. It's all right. It's okay. okay. Well, all right. Well, shaking is... it off. Okay. And this okay. is coming. I I liked Arcade Fire back in the day. So yeah, we're good. All yeah. right, a little less now, but you know, maybe a lot of less actually. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe just, just maybe yeah, a like bit. a lot, like a. <sighs> Two threes. All right, Joe. Whoa. You'll be defending C four eighteen. Excellent. Zan, you'll be defending Counting Crows. Oh my Mr. God. No. Jones and me. Wow. This is going to be a weird matchup. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is interesting. Okay. I have two minutes, Double right? threes, too. What are the odds? Dang. Yeah. That's crazy. C418 or C418, depending on how you want to say it is one of the most iconic artists or musical artists and composers of our time, namely for a project known as Minecraft, something many mm. of us have played. Allison and I have spent many hours playing. Zan has not too, played it, so there's hours. something there too. Too many hours, or maybe not enough hours, depending on how we look at it. But <laughs> Objection, conflict of interest. <laughs> Overruled. For, I love Minecraft. Excellent, Shut up. Excellent. <laughs> but, but the Minecraft volume alpha soundtrack is is one of the most streamed soundtracks on streaming platforms in general specifically spotify however even with all of its iconic songs on it he has other songs and albums as well that are even just as good if not better one from 2013 is an amazing album to which features some of the elements of music in minecraft but develops further on it as well as excursions a 2018 ambient album that really plays with the familiarity of the sudden paused piano effects and moog synthesizers coming through in the minecraft soundtrack but takes it to a more ambient level and incorporates field recordings but i want to take it all the way back to his first album life-changing moments seem minor in pictures 2010 with 26 songs that literally has a song title named minecraft is acid and i jate my hob and they are some of the best songs of all time combining electro electronic music and video game soundtracks as well as developing something new it was one of the more innovative albums at this time and also before he blew up because some of these songs only have 24,000 streams where Minecraft has 33 million and it grows every day. Did I hit two minutes yet or I can still go? No, you're right on time. Yes. 
I really like his music. He's probably my favorite nice, artist nice. at this I can point. Tell. <laughs> it's like, I got this one. No, no, you were ready. You were ready. Thanks, man. All right. It was very passionate. Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if we can forget Adam Duritz's white man dreadlocks for a moment, <laughs> I would like to take you back to that special place in time, the early 90s, when angsty music was king and a little band from California came on the scene singing about how sad and uh, but thoughtful he was. And I think I've been waiting for these two minutes my entire life. I will <laughs> I will go down as a Counting Crows fan. I think they have very sensitive, well-written songs. I think they had a career misstep with their cover of uh, Joni Mitchell's Big Yellow Taxi. I think they went a little too soccer mom at that point. But if you listen to their first three albums and even some of their later work, it is a solid catalog of really wonderfully written music. And not to mention everyone in that band is a fantastic musician uh, between the mandolin, the slide guitar, electric guitar, the electric organ. It is really well-crafted music. And I think really sensitive songwriting in a time when it was okay to be sensitive and talk about your feelings in a way where people wouldn't just roll their eyes at it. I think in sort of a dark way, I think if Adam Duritz had also died in 1994 uh, of heroin, uh, he would also be romanticized in the way we romanticize Kurt Cobain because they did not have, because he would not have had the opportunity to get older and embarrass himself (laughs) and play at Woodstock 99. Dang. Uh, I think they are a great (laughs) band to this day. Adam Duritz has shaved his dreadlocks uh, and, and, and no longer does that. Uh, Great music. Great band. That's time. What, you know, I know we all, we all hate on Woodstock 99, but that was not counting crow's fault. (laughs) Ah, but they were there. They were there. They were there. And you know who wasn't there? C418. So, wow. <laughs> he was busy making the Minecrafts. Actually, no, I don't even know what he was doing in 99. <laughs> that was an unexpectedly passionate round from both of you. Yeah. Uh, did we hit some this, nerves there? I mean, this is this is a good example of like when Zan and I's like similarities in music start to diverge, where I have I finally get the solo artist not playing in a band and it's just the guy making music for video games and buy him and electronic stuff to play and then we have a band. So it's it's interesting in this matchup. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, and 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 th- this exposes the vulnerabilities I have in talking with other musicians in that there are a lot of corny or <laughs> artists that I like. Eh, you know, I mean, and I and I and I don't and I and I have I have to be defensive. I have to be on edge. <laughs> you have to be prepared to defend <laughs> just like you had to defend Counting Crows. <laughs> Oh, you're, I mean, you're talking to someone who was a fan of Imagine Dragons. I get it. Uh. <laughs> uh, I w- it's very close, guys. But I'm giving it to Joe. Yes! C418. Win. I'm sorry, Zan, yes. but you just wished Round death upon here. one of your band members. We always stand <laughs> up straight. You Sorry, wish it's not death gonna... upon one of your band members. That is true. That was a mistake. <laughs> also, come on. Sweden is one of the best songs of all time. 
regardless of what you listen to. If you've ever, ever if you've never played Minecraft, it's still one of the best songs of all time. I have uh, never played okay. Minecraft. The one of the best I, songs. Joe, I think Take you're going out. a bit too far. A bit too far. I'm being dramatic. I'm, I'm gloating. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, you've never, you've never. We need to pause. You've never played yeah. Minecraft. Dan no. has played video games. Zan. Yeah, no, I, I didn't grow up with video games or PC games. The only I mean, thing that I ever I ever played was Zoo Tycoon. I mean, it, the th- okay, yeah. pause on Minecraft yeah. yes, is such right. a good beginner video game, girl. It's so much fun. It's, mm. it's so much fun, so easy to learn. You can do whatever you want. There's no rules. Amazing, incredible, highly recommend. <laughs> and you can play and it on your MacBook. the music fucking slaps. The it music does. It's fucking real, it's slaps. It's really good. It's like genuinely okay, one okay. of the best video game soundtracks, if not, yeah, no, one of the best of all time. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe maybe we'll have we'll have one to day. Do... Yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you there. Mm-hmm. I will. Okay. S- I will say too, and back and, and even something in my mm-hmm. case I didn't bring up about C418 is he also did a lot of the sound design for Minecraft, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Having a musician mm-hmm. do that. Uh, so. well, you know who Counting Crows did music for uh, that- a little movie called Shrek Two. Mmm, you should have led with that. Yeah, Honestly, that might have saved my that. case. That would have that would have saved my case. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, accidentally in love. That's the song that opens uh, on Shrek Two Crow. when Shrek and Fiona are on their Crows? honeymoon. Wow. Yeah. Zan, oh, dude, that why was didn't you? Gotcha. Hmm. You know that would that I forgot to bring up that hmm. argument. You know they just I mean, they have too many accolades. Case, That's true. They have Dang. they have many accolades. Double Jeopardy. I know we can't we can't go back, but yeah. If I if I were to do it over again, you know, could have could have talked about Shrek, Shrek too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, so that means Zan is next, and then who are we? Who are we defending? All yes. right, let's see. Next on the docket. Oh my god, I'm sweating. I'm nervous. Me too. Oh boy. Okay. Oh no. Joe. Yeah. You'll be defending Tyler the Creator. Perfect. <laughs> oh no. Zan. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope it's <laughs> You'll be defending Meatloaf. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, the no. perfect, the perfect matchup. Oh no! Oh, this is be amazing. <laughs> this is this is revealing two different things about our lists of artists. Oh, keep in mind, also, y'all got one minute this round. Oh my god! Okay, okay. Oh, all right. I'm doing stretches. Okay. What can't you say about Meatloaf? Meatloaf is a countercultural icon. Forget the fact that he was a Republican at the end of his life. I want to talk about Meatloaf's music. His presence in Rocky Horror Picture Show is one of the highlights of that film. He is involved in the counterculture. He brings musical theater into rock and roll in a very unique way. He brings in camp. He brings in doo-wop. And he, but then brings in the aesthetics of heavy metal. Bad Out of Hell and Bad Out of Hell Part 2 are incredible albums and feature key members of the E Street Band. Uh, they His interpretations of Jim Steinman's music, it's a match made in heaven. He has, no one else sounds like Meatloaf. No one else can do what he did uh, with his uh, with his time and uh, his career. 
Oh, was that? Did, I did that just hit a minute? You had like ten seconds left, but. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh! All right. That was a pretty. Ooh, ah, yeah. it's, it's hot. It's like I just ate a plate How you of meat. about this one, Joe? <laughs> I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling good, actually. All right. It's hard to pass down the lyricism and even character arc that is Tyler, the creator, creator's persona, from even the way that he performs to the fact that he also got banned in the UK for a period of time for having two uh, explicit lyrics, which is ridiculous. But even all of this at coming up from Cherry Bomb, one of his most failed albums and probably not one of the best, but that leading to one of the most hit iconic albums of 2017, that being Flower Boy which is an incredible album that has tons of different artists on there from ASAP Rocky to Frank Ocean, Cali Uches, Rex Orange County, and even Jaden Smith and Estelle that showed up. It also highlights uh, Tyler coming to terms you know, with his identity and moving in towards that, the introspection and even the lyrics that add to that, not to mention following this up with 2019's Igor, one of the really great masterful work that comes in with a opening of synthesizers that rain down against his lyrical prowess, the character that he created for himself to appear in the music videos. And let us not forget the collaborative work of Our Future Wolfgang, one of the best, I think, collaborations that has existed and the adult swim show that comes with that and how can we forget Sorry i cannot cut believe you off uh, you get a minute you're done dad, i was gonna say i can't believe you forgot a present on my birthday for my birthday yeah yeah i can cut igor, it igor sounds like it was recorded on an arcade game it probably was <laughs> and it was very good Damn. <laughs> his shorts he is a grown man wearing shorts. Looks good. <laughs> he looks good. You don't wear shorts? He, yeah. I wear shorts, but there's something about performing in shorts. It, it's a pet peeve. It's a pet peeve of mine. But it looks what? good, Perform, man. Performing in shorts. You got to specify what That's kind hot. of shorts, because shorts could be good performance out. What are you talking? What? I I don't do I don't know shorts? why. Look up. I I. You know what? I'm not on trial here. Allison, look up Tyler the Creator. We'll, 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 we'll pause. Look up Tyler the Creator's outfits right now, and then look up meat. I don't understand brought... what the problems. People perform in shorts all the time. Exactly. It's flexibility. He's this jumping feels, on stage. This feels pretentious to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, you you try I mean, and come know, up with bat. You you Tyler try and come creator. up with bat. I don't know what fucking shorts you're talking about. <laughs> I see videos of him performing. He does. He's like he wears perfor- shorts. He's performing it's like dressed like a. It's he's performing dressed like a schoolboy. It's like Angus it's Young. His, it's his style, and he wears the fur hat with it too, and it looks good. He's got fashion. It's, he's too warm. It looks too. Are you are you warm or not? Yeah, are, but are it's you, better. You, it's- you, the shorts. The shorts are dressed for warm weather. The hat says you're cold. Make up your mind, Tyler. He goes to the beach with a fur hat, Zan. Obviously, as in in cash in cash out. A great lyric, but also, uh, what is Meatloaf wearing as a hat? Probably a MAGA hat. Mm. Well, he was. Mm-hmm. I, guess I think he. he I think he, he died. Die. Uh, he, he, he was. Die. He he was supporting Romney. Did he die before Trump? When did he die? I'm. I, I'm definitely. Yeah. Uh, I got Google up. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> easy meatloaf. Easy. Uh, I'm getting easy got, meatloaf recipe. I got the meatloaf. Uh, yeah, I got meatloaf. Holy shit! This 2022? year, 2022. Okay, yeah, he was definitely Oh, he died this hat. year? 
Oh no! Yeah, he died wearing that MAGA hat. Sorry, bud. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> like R.I.P. But also oof. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, I it's you know what leave it I to was, you, judge. I was uh, yeah. We'll we'll have to leave it to the judge. It's hard to come up with bad things to say about Tyler the Creator. I will say Meatloaf is iconic in his own way. I mean, <laughs> guess. <laughs> That's the thing. This is a this is another kind of tough one because I'm a closet meatloaf fan. Yes, <laughs> yes. But you know what, Joe? Joe, you convinced Joe. me. <laughs> you convinced me, and I, you know what? Oh. I'm a little bitter about the shorts comment. Excellent. See? <laughs> I do so I get this one. Joe, me. You take this love. round. Oh my gosh, we're tied. Wow. Love. You know, hmm, I think I scared Joe a little bit, uh, <laughs> and I've scared my girlfriend Allison with my knowledge of meatloaf. <laughs> Do you know a lot? I under, I am, I, I, I understand. Was Daisy there too? Uh, was that that night yeah. that I just went on a huge rant about meatloaf? Yes. Yeah, because I was like, wait, he died. You're like, yeah, meatloaf died of COVID. I was like, what? And then you were talking about me, and then Allison rolled her eyes because she was, like, not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. We've talked about the immortal Meatloaf, you know? Yes, we have. <laughs> I think I think he, he had just gone mad with eternity. Yes, yeah, it finally caught up to him. Mm -hmm. That was when the snail was popular. <laughs> <laughs> the snail was chasing yeah. Meatloaf, <laughs> exactly. and finally it caught it him. It caught him. <laughs> Bro, I've been getting snail TikToks again. I don't know what's going on. Really? Why the snails back? It it's reemerged as oh, several no. of them in the last few days. Oh God! God. Uh, I mean, I saw a a TikTok about a snailfish, which I'd never Ooh, seen before. It's weird. Uh, I wonder. Fish. I wonder how the the snails are going to factor in. The, the snails reemerging will factor into the corn. Mm, uh, true. The corn uh, song. Um, I love it's that corn, song. Right. God, it's so Honestly, it's so I'm though. surprised y'all didn't have the like those musicians on one of your lists. Iconic. Mm, they created musicians? every single meme. This is true. The, the guy, the guys who did the corn song also did Chrissy Wake Up. And they also uh, did like all the meme songs back in the day. It's the yeah, same they, people. Uh, hide yeah. your kids, hide your wife. Yeah. Yep, yeah. That's yeah. them. Wow, huh? Still maybe we'll, maybe that that'll have to be a future UCM. Yeah, I was gonna say of, might, yeah. of meme music. Hmm. Uh, okay, so right, does, are are we tied? We are tied. tied. I think we're at the thirty second. I'm honestly shocked. Yeah. Wow. Um. Okay. So let's uh. Sh shall we move on to round five? Round five. Thirty seconds. Oh my god. I'm deciding whether I want to leave this random or make an executive decision here. Oh, why I leave it I to mean, you. Why, why don't you? Why don't you do random? And if you don't, if you, if the the person that rolls up does not strike joy, then make an executive <laughs> decision and pick. Yeah. And we won't. We won't know. We won't. Uh, we won't know the difference. That's true. No one will know except mm -hmm. me. Me and God. Mm -hmm. All right. Joe. Mm -hmm. You will be defending Bob Dylan. <gasps> Zan. Uh-huh. 
you will be defending Bob Dylan. Oh, the oh, showdown. The, wow. the second showdown. Wow. Wow. Battle to the death. This ba- is battle to the Dylan. Battle to the Dylan. This is what, honestly, what a lead in. What a lead up. Because yes. we've been talking about that for a while. Yeah. Holy Acoustic cow. Versus what electric. the odds? I will say, I did need <laughs> clarification earlier whether or not these were the same Bob Dylan or if there was a second Bob Dylan I was unaware of. <laughs> Yes, the alternate uh, Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, Dylan Dylan contains multitudes, as he said in his song. <laughs> uh, I contain multitudes. Uh, <laughs> really interpreting the text on that one, huh? God. Joe, you will be uh, defending Acoustic Dylan, I assume, and yes. I will be defending later Electric and Christian Correct. Dylan. When is the official like switch? The like um, year wise, isn't it like the seventies? Um, he had been ex. I guess I think because he had used some electric instruments. I think Highway sixty one is the uh is the really hard line uh, fans kind of take that uh, Highway sixty one is official um, electric Dylan. Mm, okay, so, so that's that 65. would be. Y- yeah, 65. Yeah, so it wasn't even that old at that point. Yeah. Huh, all mm-hmm. right. Well, I know what album I'm sticking to. Okay, okay. All right, so 30 seconds to defend uh, really many more decades of I know, his we career. It was, it, we I, probably needed the five minutes I feel minutes like this was the worst one to get 30 seconds on. Yeah, well, let's see what I can do. Like, yeah. um, Talk fast. The Times They Are a Changin' is one of the best Bob Dylan albums of all time. The rawness that comes through in his lyrics, the way that he can just use the acoustic guitar and lyrics to harmonize within his songs and tell a story, while also creating some sense of change and engagement, a reflection of the times, if we will. It is one of the most iconic Dylan albums of all time. And contrary to his electric experimentations, which are loud, aggressive, and not necessarily bad in that way, but also kind of Christian and they get a little weird with Highway 61, as uh, revisit as an exception of sorts i do think that the acoustic mm. side of dylan is more harmonious you're, and you're it done. is just better you're yep. done i'm good I'm 30 seconds man okay okay all right i'm stretching i did uh yoga uh the other day with allison oh uh, yeah oh we did <laughs> <laughs> i apologize if i spoke fast yeah. i i mean dylan speaks pretty fast sometimes yeah well it's fun yeah. it's experimental uh well otherwise, i don't make the rules this, i just enforce other, otherwise we would be talking about this for five it would hours. be a, yeah it would be a long time there's a lot uh, to yeah. be said. okay okay so so let me uh let me uh, <coughs> <coughs> Robert Zimmerman, or Bob Dylan, he is a constant provocateur. He is as American as you can get. He is constantly changing and contradicting himself. That goes down to even his music and his art. He cannot be tied to one genre. He did country. He did electric. He did pop. He did Christian and stayed true to himself as a contrarian and a true artist. I love his whole catalog. Hmm. All right. See, someone knows how to follow the rules. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm so passionate. I'm so but, passionate about acoustic does, Dylan. I went but over. Then, but then, does does that that freewheeling uh, spirit speak mm. more to his music? You know, the disregard for the rules. Exactly. Are Bob you, Dylan would are approve. You, are you trying to prove <laughs> Joe's point now? Playing both sides. <laughs> um, I well, I'm taking a page from from Bob Dylan's book. I'm That's going true. back and forth. <laughs> I, 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 I have now, I have now converted back. I've converted back to Judaism. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is a lot of pressure on this one. I, y'all mm-hmm. been fighting about this forever. It feels like. Well, am now I, we need. Am an, I the one making need... the final verdict on this fight? Well, we need we need an outside uh, decision, I guess. It's true, and pulling from your like Bob I'm Dylan knowledge. Like the least qualified person to make this decision for you guys, but okay. After hearing both defenses, this round goes to Joseph Semino. Aye, uh, excellent. Woo. Ah, uh, God. Uh, wow! Well, we really had know, those. Though. I I should I should have talked more about his use uh, of a police siren as a musical instrument. Mm-hmm. That's very, very. It sounds like a Nathan for you episode. It, well, <laughs> no, that literally is a Nathan for you episode because yeah. he uses a he tries to use a smoke detector as a yeah. musical instrument. Yes. And oh. Like, oh my! It's perfect. It's so funny. It's amazing. An amazing show. Yes. Um. I mean, I, I I think I could certainly make a case of ties yeah. between uh, Nathan Fielder and Bob Dylan. Um, <laughs> so does that mean either it's a tie or Joe super wins for this final round? Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, all right. All right. This I mean, is the... Yeah. I guess we we didn't think this through in we case did we not. Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> well, you uh, why fair, you preach an even number, but that's it's not always about us. it's not always about winning and losing. It's really just about you know the conversation. That's really what we're here mm. for. We're just conversing right. and that's what that's what a loser <laughs> says. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine. I I I think <laughs> I I th- I think we can. We we can at least uh, go go for this final round, knowing that we put up a good fight. It was yeah. uh, it was an honorable, uh, it it was it was an honorable cases were made for uh, questionably honorable people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is that is very accurate. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man! You know, right. it, well, when I was defending Meatloaf, I thought a lot of uh, John Wayne Gacy's lawyer. <laughs> um, he God. compared himself to John Adams. Oh my God! Uh, when John Adams chose to defend the British troops that fired uh, on the people of the Boston Massacre, uh, oh. so he decided to compare himself uh, to uh, John Adams when defending uh, notorious child murderer uh, and serial mm. rapist John oh, Wayne Casey. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, yikes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Meatloaf didn't. Meatloaf didn't murder any children. That <laughs> yeah, we know I feel of. like we need to <laughs> we clarify that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't. He didn't murder any children. I mean, he Probably. does look. He does look like <laughs> a real life version of one of the vampires from What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> <He does. laughs> 
New York City. Oh. <laughs> he does. He, he does. does kind. He kind of looks like Laszlo. He does look like Laszlo a little bit. Oh yeah, God. I mean, it Laszlo is much more approachable yes. looking, though. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Probably more what? fun too. Yeah, by definitely lot. not a Republican. Definitely not. No. Definitely no. not. Hmm. Uh. Yeah, and you know what, John Wayne Gacy, Democrat. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> I'm adding this to the list of huh, answers on every conversation. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That was Ted Bundy's biggest crime, being a Republican. Mm. Ye- um. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't know about that. Anyways, anyways. So we got one more round. We got one more. <laughs> so, oh, we've got one more round? One more round. Another round, if you will. Uh, uh-huh. And I believe this is the public defender round. So yes, so these are Ooh. you know anonymous. A, a part so ev- our our justice system says that everyone gets their day in court, and if you do not have a lawyer, a lawyer will be appointed to you. This is uh, Joe and I doing some pro bono. Mm-hmm. So, at <laughs> I mean, we could literally be doing some <laughs> pro bono. Bono, yep, yep. Yep, in case one of us gets you too. I was gonna say, wow! Oh, nice. Um, so Spoilers. I believe the the judge. Um, oh no! Oh no! No one, no one picked you too. I was gonna say, how are you? Oh, gonna, how do you defend I, them putting their music on your iPod at that point? Like that's just too. Uh, I'm shocked. Neither of you tried to screw the other one over with you too. I honestly didn't even uh, think about it. All right, all right. Do your worst, Judge Dempsey. Oh, I will. Oh no, <laughs> I'm so nervous. Holy shit. Oh my god. <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> oh my god, I'm nervous. Okay, okay, what do we All got here? All right, we're going to switch it up this time. Zan. Oh. Oh, okay. You will be defending. Oh, <laughs> uh, you will be defending uh. the Wiggles. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Joe, all right. You will be defending. I'm so happy. Imagine dragons. Wow. <laughs> all right. This is, uh, I shit you not. This is the exact result I was hoping for. I'm so happy. Wow. This can, is... If we can peek, if we can peek behind the curtains, I would. Uh, can can we uh, reveal what yeah. I was willing to subject Joe to? I, yeah, let's do it. I'll tell you about yeah. it. I would like Joe to know what he avoided as well. Joe, your other options were Pearl Jam, Oof. Chuck Berry, oh my god, and Leonard Cohen. Oh no! <laughs> oh wow. Okay, yeah, that would have been all right. I'll take. I'll take. Well, I don't know now. Jeez, Pearl <laughs> Jam would have been rough. Your your other options were BTS. <laughs> Post oh, Malone. Gee. Oh God. And Switchfoot. Oh God. <laughs> oh my God. I, I love. Wow. I wanted you to get BTS for just knowing nothing about BTS. Yeah, so that, that would have been out? hilarious. It, do- it does. It does sound like a health condition. <laughs> um, you mean it's not? Yeah. Okay. The you know what? You know what? No. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna wiggle it out. I'm gonna Ooh. wiggle out of this one. Nice. All right. 
And I gotta imagine a solution. The Wiggles just came out with a cover album of classic songs. So do with that what you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've okay, been listening okay. to Thunderstruck by the Wiggles unironically in my oh car. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think we've had uh, in our culture a genuine reevaluation of a lot of things. One of those things being children's media. And does children's does something being primarily made for children just make it dumb? You could look at the reevaluation of a lot of cartoons and movies in the last decade we've come to realize that there was real thought and care uh, put into some of it. And uh, there's a good amount of it that holds up better than other things that were just made for the quick cash grab. I think the Wiggles prove uh, a band aimed at children can last. Uh, It is not a uh, Hannah Montana or a uh, One Direction type scenario, a big time rush, uh, whatever that weird semi-incestuous Disney show was uh, with the with the two actors that were dating, but they were supposed to be uh, brother and sister bandmates. Uh, these these were not just uh, child stars being churned out by a cruel marketing scheme, you know, being having their youth sold off these were consenting adults that had a vision and fulfilled uh their artistic and creative endeavors the wiggles are uh a a a really well received band outside of australia which is hard for a lot of musicians to get off of uh the island it uh we we have to kind of acknowledge that there's a lot of musicians that come out of there that we just do not hear about. The exceptions kind of being uh, ACDC um, uh, and, you know, more recently Tame Impala, who the Wiggles opened for and actually cover on their newest album, along with Queen uh, and many other artists from the White Stripes to Rihanna. Uh, they are... Uh, very talented uh, musicians with a broad palette, clearly drawing from a lot of uh, different sources. And they finally got a chance artistically to to be able to express how uh, what a wide range of things musically that they are capable of. I was not personally a Wiggles fan, but they did mean something to my younger brother. Uh, and I think their music has aged pretty well. Uh, I know they've leaned into, uh, the ironic, uh, love of them by children that have now grown up and will go see them at bars now or at over 21, at over 21 events. Uh, I do believe they even (laughs) lost a... A member at one point (laughs) that passed away. Uh, I don't know how much their lineup has changed, but uh, yeah. But Jeff is, uh, you know, the 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 narcoleptic one. uh, That 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 never got old. You know, wake up, Jeff. (laughs) That is. (laughs) He sure never woke up. Um, (laughs) No. It's true. Um, you, you know, the Wiggles were not oh, insulting God. and condescending in, in a way that Barney 
it kind of feels like it. You didn't have middle schoolers making up songs about how they wanted to murder the Wiggles. Uh, it was all it was all songs about murdering Barney. Um, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I think I think the Wiggles know what they're point. about, and they're more fulfilled than any of us are as artists. I think though, I think though that collaborating with Tame and Paula kind of makes it almost like you know they had to they put in an, a little bit of an overrated artist in there too. Bordering on but the male manipulator, which almost diminishes the image that Tame Impala would even try to use some of the gravity <laughs> of their true. charisma to rehabilitate his own image. You know, I think uh, I mm. I think that that speaks more to how universally yeah. beloved they are. I I think that I think that yeah. makes it yeah. makes a case for uh yeah. for for the healing power. Of the Wiggles. Oh, uh, well, well, healing's a little bit of a stretch. Maybe more enjoyment power or like casual listening. That's time. Okay. I feel I feel like I I did what I could. Cool. That was good. Thank you. Thank no, it was actually a really I, I, that, nice that'll speech. that'll go down in the annals. Yeah, of course. Uh, no, I have great of great uh legal defenses. Oh yeah. Okay, great. Ima- now it's time to imagine these dragons. Mm-hmm, Weird, we were talking mm-hmm. about House of the Dragon earlier. It seems almost. Do they specific. use any Imagine Dragons music? In um, the new they better Game not. They. You're telling me it's not time to begin. <laughs> Could you imagine? Actually, just the soundtrack of Gate of the you, New, do, the House of the Dragons, was that actually just made by Imagine Dragons. Like, the spoiler alert, I guess. But remember when Jamie gets his hand cut off, and suddenly nah, there's like, doesn't... uh, I. Irish pub rock playing like like uh or uh, <laughs> oh, yeah I forgot about there, that there's the I don't know if it was in the show but there was definitely um a trailer for Game of Thrones that had a version of uh of Heroes by David Bowie was there yeah really? are you sure yeah yeah where it was like I I will be king and you you will be queen. I don't think so. I swear that that was I swear that was a trailer for for uh, one of the seasons of Game of Thrones. Hmm. Also, I just love that you said spoiler alert. Like anyone's actually <laughs> going to start Game of Thrones for the first time in 2022. Oh my god! <laughs> like even if people haven't watched it yet, after that disaster, never forget like, anyone's going to. Start it now. God, never forget Drogon melting the Iron Throne because uh, he understood the metaphorical importance of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey. We really, maybe we did just imagine that dragon. You know, when, when Tyrion said that dragons are very smart, he meant that they are book smart and they understand <laughs> literary allegory. God. All right. Oh, my gosh. Well, as we imagine those dragons, we have to talk about this imagined dragons. It is... An interesting case to be made for Imagine Dragons because on the one hand, they're an incredibly corporate-controlled, popular band with millions of streams and who have spread themselves all over the place to a point of, you know, when you're playing radioactive on the on the uh, radio constantly, it does get a little frustrating. But there is also a case to be made that they do write some really catchy songs. Sometimes. I'm, you know, sometimes. Because... I think 
that there's a loss to be made with smoke and mirrors. You know, I, I actually did enjoy Night Visions when it came out. And we should acknowledge it came out in 2012, which began the surge of 2013 music wave that was happening. And I do think that some of the Imagine Dragon songs, besides the Coles music stuff, you know, uh, Demons is a little, I'm on top of the world. Yeah, all right, you know, they, they did it for the corporate stuff. But then you got It's Time which I actually don't think was on that album, but it doesn't matter because it was there. It was. No, it was. It was. It was I couldn't remember. Vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great, it is a yeah. good song. We can admit it's a good song. And that also brings me to a recent song that played on a certain League of Legends TV show that is better than its source material. You know, Arcane is quite fantastic. And as someone who does not like the repetitive nature and overplay of Imagine Dragons music, I do think Enemy is pretty good, and I think it's very catchy, and it does quite fit that song, even though it does suffer from some of these, you know, repetitive things and how they're going about it. And I will say I do admire a bit more, even more so than my arcane... I would, uh, I would like oh. to draw the jury's attention to the fact that four members of Imagine Dragons are all named Dan. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. <laughs> I think that's a win, actually. Come on. There are too many Dans in this band. <laughs> I don't know, man. And Dan and Dan Reynolds, the lead singer, his father works in real estate. Mm, well, okay. Well, so, obviously they get in that money. Uh, so obviously an enemy of the American. <laughs> I think Dan Dan and Dan is quite fun though. And if they ever come out with a second band, they could just be the four Dans. Dans and Dan Dan and Dandies. <laughs> There's a lot of material here for them to come out with a pseudonym and just play that way. And I think that that strengthens my point here because there are they are talented musicians. I do think they have a lot of musical prowess to them and can play their instruments for a certain extent. Their lead singer can, for, I, I guess Dan, can for sure sing. I don't remember how many members there are in this band and that doesn't help my case. However, I do think they, that... I believe they, they're, they're one of those bands that like there's four core members yeah, and then they come in tour with another five... <laughs> yeah. Uh, session musicians and I will say of those of those four the the core four uh three of them are named okay Dan. so one is not Dan so three Dans in a band but uh <laughs> three literally it is literally three Dans and one Ben all right it's close enough you know BDs but I think I I, I do think that there is an element here to be played that they can play their instruments and I specifically recall their acoustic sessions again in the early 2013 era when everybody was stomping clapping but at the same time could play mandolin well and banjo and other things and it was not like cheesy even though maybe slightly but I think I think that that era of Imagine Dragons if it were ever to come back if they could ever maybe they'll rebrand themselves under the dance it could be very interesting but with their imagined imagine dance. But I think with their <laughs> but I think Imagine Dan. Imagine Dan. Dan, that's, imagine that's such a better I band. Kind name. Of is, and I, but I do think that their collaborations, even with rappers, has been really interesting. Like the ability to for them to push the boundaries of what they want their genre to be, I think is I, I think it's worth noting because they easily could have fumbled into sort of like a train situation where they were just playing music for Coles and department stores or Drake even. And it's like exclusively going to play at H&M. But the fact that you could hear Imagine Dragons radioactive on the radio with the one channel that your family member who still listens to the radio has on 
But then you can also watch, you know, the hit series Arcane, and then they have the theme song, and it doesn't feel bland or repetitive. Come on. That's quite nice. You know, that does show that they have some impact here. And as much as, as, much as it pains me to say it, I do think it's worth recognizing, even though my, like, toxic, you know, 16-year-old self who discovered Bandcamp would probably be really mad at me right now for acknowledging this. I do think it's worth saying. I'll leave it with that pause. We'll think on it. All right. You rest your. You rest. Your I rest case. my dragon. You know, <laughs> Dracarys. <laughs> Gonna burn it yeah. down. <laughs> Have fun. Have fun. You know. I, I absolutely love the fact that you just spent five minutes saying I don't like Imagine Dragons, but I guess they're all right. <laughs> I, I mean, come yeah. on. What I gotta be honest? I can't. Come on. You know. Why? You're a lawyer. <laughs> Lie. <laughs> What's the fun in that? I think it makes a stronger case. We have to appeal. You have to appeal to the fact that it's like, yeah, they're corporate. And yeah, they have lots of money. And yeah, the Joe, one guy's I'm name just... it. And the other's four no, dance. If you, if Imagine Dragons was on trial for murder and you got up there and said, they did it. But I don't think it's that bad. But they're not. I, they're on trial. Would, they're on trial for their fired. music. They're on trial for their music, though. So, eh. And they got to look and say, you know what? Maybe that we, maybe we should take some notes. That's all. Joe, you could have won it. You know I like Imagine Dragons. You That's why I was won. appealing. I was appealing to it. <laughs> Joe Joe was Joe was ready to burn down Imagine Dragons as uh, I assume their their castle that they live in in Las Vegas. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Enemy has been stuck in my head for a while. It's a good song. You know, can, I, can we talk also... about can we talk about that song it's for a fine. second? Can we talk about enemy? Who is Dan Reynolds' enemy? <laughs> you know, he he sings about everybody wants to be my enemy and <laughs> like the arcane like, enemy. Dan, 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 what enemies have you in faced League of Legends? When he plays League of Legends, and you have to face lots of enemies in League of Legends. He's just a, he's just enemies with the other Dans in the band. <laughs> well, I already had my mind made up. Yeah, the Wiggles one was good. Even more yeah it was good um joe again you spent your entire five minutes just saying that you didn't like imagine dragons you know what it had to be said and tried had to be said because the whales are good that's the thing (laughs) the whales are actually interesting (laughs) joe joe step (laughs) off right now Uh, i don't know imagine dragons new albums bad yeah bad the new ones bad guess Mm. what evolved one of the best albums get out of here (laughs) i'll stand by that i will fight I will fight you. It's fine. Smoke and mirrors. Good shit. Eh. You bad taste. I like Evolve I like is, Destination. Evolve is fine. It's it's good. Thunder's good. You know, you got Believer in there. You know, these are some hits. Thunder's I, I can't... not even a good song. It's fine. What are you talking about? It's fine. But Smoke and Mirrors, man, come on. <laughs> Smoke and Mirrors is a good album. It's fine. Anyway, Zan, you won! <laughs> Oh, we're, we're, what, what is, oh, yay, we tied. We tied. What, what does this mean? What does oh, this wow. mean? <laughs> Had to make it difficult. Uh, um, well, I believe that leaves the judge to, uh. <laughs> is it a draw? <laughs> to pass, to pass down final sentence. Yeah, everyone's a winner here. Uh, except Joe, aw. because he's mean. Aw. What? that mean you have bad wow. taste is what i'm saying what i disagree wow. Zane had meatloaf on that list and we're gonna say i have the bad taste here no i'm just kidding um, i just again joking. i'm joking closet meatloaf fan i know I, you know what i you know what that's fair it's fine Pick your battles bud mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i stand by you i 
Zan had a disadvantage. You know I like Imagine Dragons, and you said to my face, they're not very good. What'd you think was gonna happen? <laughs> I thought I made a case. I'm not also, even gonna argue a conflict of interest here. You know, to, no, nobody, nobody recuse themselves. To anyone listening, um, don't judge me for liking Imagine Dragons. I know their new stuff isn't good. We can move past it. <laughs> Do you wonder about the universe in which Imagine Dragons uh, did uh, uh, continue working on the Spider-Man musical? <laughs> I forgot and- about that. I think actually. about that all the time. <laughs> yeah. God. God. That was a train wreck in of itself. Could you imagine if Imagine Dragons was still on that project? Oh, my God. Oh, God. I can imagine those dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and there's another U2 connection. Oh. Spider-Man musical. Yeah. Mm. Again, yeah. surprised it wasn't on the list. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I there are some U2 songs I do genuinely like. I don't think I will... Uh, I, I, I think I would have a hard time defending uh, <laughs> the the album Raised by Wolves or whatever it was. That was that rough, yeah. On everybody's iPod. <laughs> yeah. That was such a... I still can't... Like... What was that? <laughs> I'm sure it seemed like a good idea at the time. I well, because they they had been in that iPod commercial, so yeah. I think they had like they had some connection to Apple, and they probably had some contractual thing, and maybe it was just their chance to do a stunt. But I also think you too, like you know, they 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 are they are an important band, but also Bono like. <laughs> has a has an has an idea of who he is that is maybe a little overreaching as to how important <laughs> yeah. they are. Oh god. You know? Yeah, that is very true. You know, I'm just saying though, yeah. maybe it was a good thing we didn't have like maybe if we did ended up having the random pair of like our favorite artists, so it'd be like what yours would be Bruce Springsteen and I guess I don't even know what. Well, would be. I I was I was kind of curious if Bruce came up, if that would be like my um like in Yu Gi Oh whenever Yu Gi draws uh, the Dark Magician right. and you just know it's oh, over yeah. for the other person. It's your anime, that's your anime <laughs> movement. It, yeah, I would have been immediately annihilated. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We we're in Jersey. Bruce Springsteen wins every time. Mm-hmm. the boss yep and uh i can't i can't wait to celebrate his birthday on the 23rd of september <laughs> mm. my birthday exactly um sorry uh, uh, i share sorry, i what? share a birthday with bruce this is true <laughs> and i think julius and i think and allison's sister uh, which i think is funny too it's a lot of hmm, it's a lot of people uh, and my cousin and your cousin yeah whose also name is whose name is also, also joseph oh, that's fun yeah Oh, and one of Bruce's middle names is Joseph. Whoa. Wow. He's Bru- is, uh, Bru- yeah, Bruce Frederick Joseph Springsteen. Two middle names? Damn. Two middle names. Yeah, he's extra Catholic. <laughs> oh, my God. Gosh, well, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, this was, uh, this was a great way to have a, uh, th- to celebrate two years of doing whatever this yes. is. Uh, we have to... But really hand it to everyone that's stuck with us this whole time. It has been a lot of fun. And uh, if I can say, since we're probably wrapping this up, uh, we're going to be having uh, a little uh, break from the UCM. We'll be back. Don't worry. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Yes. Um, 
but there will be some changes. We have decided to get a little more serious about mm-hmm. this. This was just the prologue, everyone. 100 episodes, 100 tours, just just the setup. Just the prequel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, the start. You yeah, know? The, it, it was the, the first, it, it's the, the, the first season that sets up the world. Exactly. And then you can actually get to the plot in the second Right, season. yeah, it was all set up. Two, two mm-hmm. years of setup. Yeah. Well, we like to take yeah. our time here, yeah. so... <laughs> when game when oh, game of no, thrones was yeah, good don't compare yourself exactly. to game of thrones that's just setting yourself up for disaster well you know if, if we if we did this for seven years and got you know four to five really good years out of it i say that's pretty good I think so yeah the uncanny county museum will be back in a few weeks and we will have some changes hopefully for the better uh this is in part because Joe and I are both uh, going to be teaching in the coming weeks and we'll yes. be uh, very busy with that. Uh, <laughs> but also because we'd like to uh, make some uh, other more professional changes around here. And that involves us uh, providing you with a little more structure. We still mm-hmm. want to talk about history. We still want to have fun uh, but, uh, there might be another outlet for us to do fun things like this as well, have cool, uh, conversations that aren't necessarily related to history. Uh, that'll all be, uh, slowly rolled out in the coming weeks. Uh, but for now, uh, we are still sticking with this project. It has been, um, like we've said many times, probably the longest project that either of yeah. us have stuck with consistently. Yeah. um and uh the fan favorites will certainly uh we will find time to bring them back in i'm super glad thank you again to judge allison for coming on yes thank you pleasure to have you back as always yeah guys thanks for having me yeah and certainly we'd love to have you back again if you uh would be so kind to grace us with your presence anytime we really do appreciate it uh, again. And I think that are you you might be uh, our, our most uh, our, our guest we've had on the most, if I'm. Correct. Yeah, so far. Longest reoccurring, Longest reoccurring character? character. Yeah. So if we I'll get, take it, just don't kill me. Right. Off before the well, if we get if we get Hillary back on here, we'll have to uh, get Allison back to defend the title. Right. You guys will be tied. <laughs> mm hmm. Okay. I'll okay. To the well, maybe. We'll, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to pit you against Hillary, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Could be interesting. Hmm. That could be an episode. Just have yeah. How, let's just give you guys random uh, <laughs> topics to argue about. <laughs> <laughs> if Allison had to defend fish paleontology, it might be over. I don't know, man. Oh God. Yeah. But like we said, we will be back and uh, hopefully with even more listenable content. I'm trying not to drag us and the hard work that we've done (laughs) over the last couple of years. But this was a bit of a last hurrah of the complete madness. (laughs) The chaos, if you will. (laughs) The the chaos of the uncanny valley that we have uh, done for two years. And it's time to... Uh, rein it in ever so slightly keep it fun keep it informative uh but maybe make it a little uh easier on you out there to get information yes yes absolutely mm-hmm. we're growing we're, we're, growing. we're expanding yeah there's a lot going on there's a lot going on behind the scenes too which is exciting hopefully 
Yes. There are renovations. We're hoping to install a better gift shop and a donation center. So, you know, there's we want, some stuff we coming need, in. We really need to put a proper drawbridge over the alligator pit. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of updates to happen. We're looking for some merch soon. You know, there's some stuff that's going on. So we're, yeah, a lot mm-hmm. happening, but we'll definitely be back better than ever with an already very interesting topic all structured out and beginning. So, yeah. Yeah, yes. there's a lot happening. So 101 is definitely going to be, uh, I think, pretty interesting moving new forward. Beginnings. New beginnings. Oh, look at that. Uncanny County Museum, the new beginnings. It's fun. Mm-hmm, it's titleable mm-hmm. right there. So. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we get a new wardrobe. We get slight <laughs> character redesigns. Exactly. <laughs> the animation increase. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Joe, do you have anything uh, outside of the museum to plug? Uh, really just the, the exhibition that I'm a part of with my group Teleportal and it's called Teleportal Presents Movement at Real Tinsel Gallery in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's open September 9th to October 21st. Uh, so if you're in that area, please go check it out. It's, it's a really cool show. There's a lot of awesome artworks in there and that's pretty much it at the mo- mo- moment. And also just stream my music, uh, biomes on Spotify and wherever else you listen to music too. judge me as you Do wish. That. Maybe someone will have to defend me in court at some point. If my music is good enough, I don't know. <laughs> you can do what I do with Imagine Dragons. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I won't take it. Per- I won't take it personally. <laughs> I will. How about you, Zam? What do you got going on? Um, I've got my usual stuff. I've got my art up on my website, zanpeters.com. Uh, you can check out what I'm working on there. Uh, nothing else uh, to really uh, plug at the moment. I'll be starting uh, my new teaching gig at Tufts University uh, in September. Uh, I will be teaching at the Art Effect in uh, Poughkeepsie, New York, uh, starting in October. Uh, so if you have a child and they are looking to learn about printmaking, uh, that is something to check out. And then, of course, I've got my workshop next summer uh, at the uh, John C. Campbell School in Brasstown, North Carolina. I will be uh, doing an oil painting workshop there. Uh, and that should be in mm. their catalog Ooh. for next summer that is hopefully uh, on its way soon. Yeah. Um, Allison, do you have anything to plug? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, f- let's see. Uh, if you would like to follow the museum after hours, we are at Uncanny Museum on Twitter and at Uncanny County Museum on Instagram. If you want to find me, I'm at Xanosaurus on Instagram. And I'm at Josemino Art on Instagram. And from the Uncanny County Museum, I've been Zan Peters, and this has been Justice. <laughs> okay, and I've been Joe Semino. <laughs> I don't have a catchphrase. So. And I've been your judge, Allison Dempsey. Drop the hammer. <laughs>